everyone, and welcome back to BoJack HorsePod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 5, Episode 12 of BoJack Horseman. That's right, the finale, The Stopped Show. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Doing okay, but this definitely feels like the end is in sight here, like the end of Season 5. This is ridiculous. Yeah, we started... Season five in January, and now it is March, and we are done. So, yet another <laughs> season in the books, mm-hmm. which means we'll be done season six in June, I guess. Yeah, what are there, 16 episodes in season six? So, I guess maybe July. Yeah, I think so. But plus, it's our weird. like a full guest panel episode with like 15 people on the Zoom. Yes, a full guest panel episode. And then here's McKay. Here's my long-term vision for this based on us being done in July. Okay? Okay. Yeah. We record all of them. We finish BoJack. We do like one to two after we're done the whole season where we talk about shit. And then we take a little break. Mm Mm-hmm. We call it a break, uh, I don't know, maybe between seasons, you know? Summer vacation. Summer vacation. And so maybe we have a few weeks where no podcast drops on the feed, you know? Yeah. And then we watch Tuca and Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for back to school season. Yeah, exactly. That's like, yeah. I don't know, will Hazel reprimand us if we take time off after we finish BoJack before we start something new? I mean, we didn't miss a single week for a year and a half. Get off my back, Hazel. <laughs> yeah, get off our backs, Hazel. <laughs> We're so tired and we do this. We actually pay to do this. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you think people will pay us for the next project we do? Probably not, right? <laughs> I really think if we started a Patreon, we would get a little bit of money. Yeah. Maybe we could cover the, like, the hosting costs. I think... I think we could get tens of dollars a month. Oh, my God. If right, we had a Patreon. It. But then the thing is, is if we start a Patreon, we have to offer something to those people. So mm. then, like, I guess, I don't know, we'd have to get, like, postcards or something to send them. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> something. Well, we'll we have to something. do something. I guess we could do, like, we could do, like, a monthly Zoom call where everyone could hang out with us. Yeah, fun. Yeah. That could be a thing. That could be something. I yeah. don't know. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> yeah, tweet us at Bojack Horsepod or email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. If us having a Patreon so we could give you a better podcast <laughs> is something that you would be open to, and if so, what sorts of things you would want from us mm. in order to be part of that? What would incentivize you to have us stop actively paying for the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, how are you? I'm so tired, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm so tired. But you know what? It's gonna it's gonna be okay. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be okay. We're all getting through it. I'll survive. I hope. (laughs) I hope. I guess the the alternative is death, and I don't wanna die, so I guess I'll have to commit. (laughs) <laughs> surviving i guess so seems like a big ask at this point hmm. i'll be okay i'm just like rapidly approaching burnout which mm. is really great with you know my show's all coming back and they haven't even come back yet and i'm already <laughs> so stressed 
Fortunately, we have several of these in the can, at least, so we have a little breathing room. Yeah, thank uh, thank God for that, and thank God for you being a super flexible co-host. And <laughs> Nothing honestly, else going on. <laughs> here's the thing. For season six, we'll have guests, but if they if they work around our schedules this time. Yeah, yeah. You, you want this episode? Fine. This is when we're recording it. If you can't <laughs> do it, you're out. Yep. That's how I feel. We're really taking a new attitude for season six. Didn't you say your like New Year's resolution was to be meaner or something? That's I think we need to I think I saw that. something somewhere where it was like be meaner to men or something. <laughs> which was yeah. like a joke. But I mean most of our guests are men, so yeah. it could work. Yeah. No, I actually did not have a new New Year's resolution. I said it is the circumstances turn to improve. Yes. Oh, I like that. That's great. Yeah. Not and me. We're just doing our best out here. They need to keep up with us. Yeah, exactly. We're we're doing our part. Now it's the circumstances turn to do their part. I love that so much. Speak, <laughs> speaking of circumstances, you know how my house is going to get torn down at some point? What? Oh, yeah. They want to tear down my building to build another building on top of it that will have more units, but that will be completely unaffordable to anyone who lives in this building. So I've known about that since last summer, and I've been, you know, looking every day at new apartments because obviously I'd like to move out before I get an eviction notice because I don't want to deal with that shit, especially when, oh, I don't know, a whole building's worth of people that can't afford anything are entering the market at the same time. Oh, my God. When is this so, happening? We don't really know for sure, but it's coming. It's, it's coming yeah. down the pipe. And I left my apartment this morning to a big yellow envelope on my door from the company that's helping with, like the transition for the people who currently live here. And it's like, mm, unless you have lived here since like 2017, you're not eligible for any financial support or help moving out. Why? And I emailed, the, I emailed the company and I was like, because that's the legislation. So that's all the owners are going to cover. And I emailed this company and I was like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do because I'm going to be homeless because there is nothing in my price range that exists. I look every day. Mm-hmm. And the man, of course, calls me because, you know, God forbid someone write a fucking email and is like, yeah, we just like we can't like we're not obligated to help you and like we can't guarantee any help to you. And I'm like crying on the phone because I'm like, I'm going to be homeless. Like you're yeah. like, what the fuck? We're not and obligated to help help you. And God forbid we do anything beyond our bare minimum and like, obligations. Thankfully, this man was like very nice and was like, I want to help you find a new place. And like you can name drop me when you're looking at apartments and like. I, I can, like, put in some calls to see if it'll help. So he's like, I'll keep an eye out for a new apartment for you to move into. But, like, he, like he's not obligated to help me and can't guarantee anything. So who knows what's going to happen with that. But basically, I'm going to go look at an apartment tomorrow that is $150 more a month than what I pay right now. Mm-hmm. But it's available. Oh, my God. I don't get it. Like, why do you have to have lived there for five years, which seems like very few people would have done? Well, I think a lot of people in this building have because it's like been around for a long time. There's a lot of old people that have been here for a while. But like what I found out is the application to tear down my building went in three months before I moved into the building and I was never informed. I didn't find out until I've been living here almost a year. That seems like an oversight. So I feel like they should have told me and I would have moved somewhere else. But it's fine. Yeah. Wow. Well, that sucks. 
everything's fine. I'll find a new place to live and I'll just be even more poor than I am now. So I might, I just started therapy. I might have to instantly give it up to have a home. People are terrible. Capitalism. Oh, you know, let me tell you what I hate. Late stage capitalism. Oof. (laughs) Yeah, we, we do not approve on this podcast. I we do not care about that on this podcast. And I'm in a, the most useless union in the world that's like we're going to try and get your wages tied to cost of living like percentage increases and they're like mm, well the employer panel said no so we'll keep trying next week. Yes, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> like frick. Oh my god. It's fine. Anyways, that was late stage capitalism corner and now we get to talk about something less depressing question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who can say, really? Anyways, do you think people want to know what time it is right now? I have to think they do. <laughs> what time is it? So, okay. We are recording on Thursday, March 10th, 2022. That's right. Very close to our last recording because we <laughs> are professionals. So it is currently 5.27 p.m. in the Pacific time zone, 8.27 p.m. in New York, in London, it is 1.27 a.m. on Friday, March 11th. And in Hong Kong, it is 9.27 a.m. on Friday, March 11th. That's right. Really put it in a time and a place. <laughs> now, am I wrong or is this coming out on March 22nd? I think it might even be coming out on the week after that. Really? No, you're right. It's the 22nd. <laughs> okay. Whew. I was like, did I really do the math so wrong? No, you're right. <laughs> Okay, so there's some holidays on March 22nd. It's American Diabetes Association Alert Day. Okay. So that feels like a real thing. It's also As Young As You Feel Day. Oh. Today I feel old. I hope on March 22nd I feel young. I feel old every day. I was born in the 1970s. (laughs) I feel like I was born old and every year I just get older. Yeah. That sounds right. You're just like working up to the age that you feel. Yeah. And I'll never catch it. Yeah. It's also Gryffindor Pride Day. And I just would like to stop down and tell everyone to read another book for Christ's sake. Enough. Enough is enough. Especially now. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, did I love Harry Potter when I was younger? Yes. Then I saw that J.K. Rowling is like a rampant transphobe, and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, Harry Potter's dead to me now. It was not that hard. Read some. There's plenty of better books. Yeah. Lots of very good books out there. It's International Day of the Seal, also known as International (laughs) Seal Day. Like seals, Mm -hmm. like the animal. As opposed to like a... Like a seal, you know, like a crest (laughs) or like sealing an envelope. I don't know. It's also National Agriculture Day. So that's big for you on the farm. Yeah, shout out to my parents on the farm. Yeah. It's National Bavarian Crepes Day. It's a Bavarian crepe. I don't know, but it looks a little fluffier than a normal crepe. It's just like a pancake? (laughs) No. Oh, with the Bavarian one, you let the uh, batter rest before you use it, and it makes the crepe more tender. Typically made with buckwheat flour. That means nothing to me. That's how my mom makes them quite often. So maybe your mom makes Bavarian crepes, <laughs> not pancakes. Maybe. I shouldn't let it rest, though. Well, you should recommend it. I should. And also suggest that she fill them with all of these suggested ingredients. <laughs> 
hey, mom, I know you've been making pancakes my whole life, but I want you to do it completely different. Thanks. Change everything about it. (laughs) Yeah, your pancakes are so good. Change everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's also National Goof Off Day. Mm -hmm. So don't do any work today, y'all. Come on. I think we can stand by that every day. Honestly, yes. It's (laughs) National Sing Out Day. Just anything. Which I think means you're just supposed to break out in song. All right. Good. Don't worry about where or when you sing or how well or loud you sound. Singing is done anywhere through the whole day and can be done by anyone from novice songsters to master vocalists. Sing out. You more of a novice songster or a master vocalist? I think in my brain I'm a master vocalist, <laughs> but in practice I'm a novice songster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's right. <laughs> in the shower, master vocalist. Anywhere mm-hmm. else, novice songster. My shower has very good acoustics. All showers do. Yeah, I guess that's why people sing in them. I feel also, like this wait. one being like a little, it's like very small and it has some very good acoustics as a result, I think. Very I'm little. also very upset with myself that I didn't say master vocalist in the sheets, <laughs> novice songs turn the streets. Uh, <laughs> there, there's still time. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it's also World Water Day. Okay. Important. So I don't know if it's about drinking water or like celebrating water. Conserving it. It brings attention to the importance of fresh water and advocates for sustainable management of freshwater resources. Learn more about water issues and take action to address them. Great day to live in Canada with the largest supply of fresh water in the mm-hmm. world. Important. Have you ever listened to that YouTube song where it's called Canadian Please? It's like, you know that you want to be Canadian, please? No, but... Oh, it's very catchy. It's by a YouTuber named Gunnarola, but there's a part where they talk about the world's largest supply of fresh water. I think we got a hint of your master vocalist skills just there. That wasn't singing. No. Because <laughs> it's very much like a spoken word song. Right. Like only the chorus has any singing. Mm. Apparently, we also have the world monopoly on trees. Because there's a part where it goes, we have the world monopoly on trees and our country's bordered by three different seas. Nice. Wow, this is such an informative song. It's an informative song and it's really catchy. It's by Gunnarola. Lindsay, <laughs> we'll listen to it together after we're done recording. Okay. <laughs> um, I like to listen to it on Canada Day. Ah, smart. Me and my friend Melissa used to listen to it on repeat on Canada Day, so that's why I know most <laughs> of the words. Okay, well, now we've had the, the lengthiest preamble of all time, which was largely me complaining about my personal problems. So. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's wonderful. <laughs> Season 5, episode 12, The Stopped Show. How, how yeah. do you feel about this episode? So I think this is, there's a lot going on in this episode. <laughs> like, we've commented on a few Season 5 episodes lately especially and said like this didn't advance the plot that much like this one advances the plot in pretty much everyone's line like obviously it's a season finale so it kind of has to but like there's a lot going on here i liked it i thought this was good especially princess carol and stuff also super a bummer all the stuff with gina very hard to watch but it's good it's a solid episode i wouldn't say it's that memorable like i had a hard time being like how to season five end like i kind of remembered bojack's storyline where he ends up in rehab but like that's kind of it yeah i think it's a good episode I feel like though they still have a little bit of crap to get through in this episode, it ends on a, you know, a hopeful note. 
Mm-hmm. And you were totally right about Henry Fondle. <laughs> I I did not have any recollection of that, just for the record. I did not have Todd murdering him with a taser on my bingo sheet, though. So. Yeah. It's funny because I didn't remember that that was how it ended either. And when you said it, the look on Ariel's face made me think, like, maybe she's right. <laughs> so, But Ariel did a good job. Did Neither confirmed nor denied. When he was like, I won't say anything, I was like, oh, I'm right, aren't I? <laughs> but I truly had no memory of it. Like, I just genuinely was like... Surely that's the logical conclusion of this plot line. Yeah, this can't go on. (laughs) Yeah, so you know what? It was interesting. So, obviously last episode ended with the horrible strangling. You know, very ironic that Bojack said, don't strangle your wife, and now he's strangling Gina on set. But that's where it ended. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was reflecting as I was editing last week's episode. That was one of the harder ones to do. I feel like there was just like nothing in there to take any of the edge off and it was just brutal to revisit and like oh my god just a, it's a very tough one yeah um i understand that i well i i mean i think that based on the show it seems like they really wanted to make bojack like kind of irredeemable mm-hmm. so that they weren't making bad people think it's okay to be bad yeah but god is it hard to watch Oh, so hard. And I well, and I think, too, the other thing that often comes up in shows where a character goes to rehab, they have to work pretty hard to make it clear, like, this guy's at rock bottom, and, like, this is a very effective way to make us see that, so. Well, and the thing, too, is, like, obviously with how everything goes down with Sarah Lynn, for that to not be Bojack's rock bottom, mm-hmm. they had to make it really bad. They yeah. had to make it really bad. And I, I don't blame them, but I also am very upset with them. Yeah. But the episode actually starts with Todd talking to Princess Carolyn and Flip McVicker because they are informing him that production is currently shut down due to a minimum amount of strangling, Princess Carolyn calls it. Yeah, like there were actually two kind of things that I noted in this conversation where Princess Carolyn, I think, is being pretty shitty, where I understand she doesn't want to lose her job and Philbert is very successful and this is obviously going to be a big deal for her if it continues. But like, it's hard to hear her be like, it's like it didn't even happen. Like, Gina's totally fine. This is a minor injury. Like, I don't know. It's hard to hear her say that. And then at the same time, Todd being very aggressive here, he's like, okay, that's it. We're done. The show is over. Like, yeah. Todd's like, cut our losses. I'm pulling the plug. Yeah. And Princess Carolyn's like, no, no, no. I just need one chance to get everything under control. Which, of course, is when Henry Fondle comes in going, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she gets her last chance. Yeah. That's right. I guess Henry Fondle's really like the only form of humor in like the last couple of episodes, hey? <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah, he's really the only thing keeping us afloat. <laughs> yeah, and Todd says, my boss has been very clear that if we don't get this right, he will, and I quote, eat my ass for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> Just, also, is that like sexy talk? Like, is that how people talk to each other? Like, is someone like, oh, I'm going to eat your ass for dinner. It's also like, yeah, I mean, number one, I don't know. But number two, the idea that this is what Todd thinks that sexy talk is. I guess, yeah, that makes sense why it wouldn't necessarily be the most accurate statement. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I I don't, I don't like that sentence. And I hope that no one's earnestly using it. And if, (laughs) and if you are, don't tell me. I don't want to know. My life is better off without knowing. Strong preference. Um, it's not a preference. It's a necessity that I do not know. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's that's how the episode starts. And then we get our first glimpse of Bojack. And he kind of sits up on the couch. And we kind of see how things are for him where everything is black around the edges. And then he kind of blinks it away and can see clearly. And he's getting a call from Princess Carolyn. She is like, I am coming over. And don't watch TV, go on the internet, or take any calls until I get there. Yeah, and he's like, oh my god, am I supposed to be on set right now? Like, it's very apparent that he has no idea what's going on and questionable whether he even remembers anything that happened. And he just, yeah, he's just going to wait for PC to come clear it up. Yeah, he does not know what day it is, I think. Yeah. Like, I think if she had said, oh no, it's our day off, he would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. But while she's on this call, Princess Carolyn gets a call from Sadie, the teenage single mother that we saw a few episodes back. She is having her baby. And she has decided ultimately that she doesn't want the baby anymore because her boyfriend broke up with her. And, you know, every other, like, parent for her baby, when she was told, when when they were told that Sadie wanted to keep the baby, they got cold or weird. And Princess Carolyn was the only one who didn't. So she wants to give the baby to Princess Carolyn. Yeah, kind of shocking because there's so much going on for Princess Carolyn, but she's like, yeah, if you don't get here by the time the baby's born, I'm going to give the baby to someone else. And I am, quote, (laughs) as deep in the middle of contractions as an apostrophe. I liked that a lot. I wrote that (laughs) down, too. I thought it was quite funny. But yeah, Princess Carolyn's like, okay, well, I have to get to North Carolina. But also, Sadie also says that if Princess Carolyn doesn't come, she's going to put the baby in a dumpster and then says, just kidding, I'll give it to someone else. Yeah. But yeah, like big stakes on this where it's like, okay, she's got to go deal with Bojack and somehow get there as quickly as she can. Princess Carolyn, I think, is the most hectic life of anyone I know, including myself. Yeah, I was going to say, coming from you. Yes. So I I would agree with you. It's a lot going on for her, girl. It's a lot. But you know what? She's going to try and do it all, which, you know, last time she tried to do it all, it didn't go so well. So true. We'll see. We'll see today. We get a little thing of Mr. Peanut Butter going to Diane's house, and he calls her apartment tiny and Dickensian. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I was forgetting about how Dickensian this is. Very I'm good. surprised that he knows what Dickensian is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess he's a serious actor, and we just didn't know. Yeah, he tells Diane that they're on strangle hiatus, and she's like, strangle hiatus? He's like, Diane, please stay on topic. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if... Diane had found out about the strangling that the rest of this episode would be deeply different. I think so. I also really hated this whole scene from Mr. Peanut Butter where like I had nothing but good things to say about him in the last episode because he was the only one who was like, no, I'm not just going to like let this happen. I'm going to actively intervene in the strangling. But here he's like, I feel bad for cheating on my girlfriend and I need you to tell her because I'm too chicken shit to do it myself. Yeah, he's never felt bad before. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, but you're so good at like bumming people out. I think you should do it. It's like, get out of here. I mean, she is good at giving bad news. Yeah. But you know, you're absolutely right. Like you can't, you can't cheat on someone and then ask the person you cheated with to be the one to break the news. I, I think that that is definitely breaking the rules of etiquette. Definitely. And like the way she says it, she's like, 
so you want your ex-wife to explain to your girlfriend that you cheated on your girlfriend with your ex-wife. And he's like, yeah, every idea sounds stupid when you describe what it is. <laughs> it's like, especially this one. Well, and that's happened to Mr. Peanut Butter a lot. He he also says that since they've he's been on strangle hiatus, he can't stop thinking about the thing that happened when they had sex, where he came to her house and he was on top and then briefly on bottom in human-y style. <laughs> human-y style. Yes. Very funny. That made me laugh because I was like, wait, <laughs> did they normally always do doggy stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's like noteworthy when they do it human <laughs> I mean, good for them, to be honest. Again, like not criticizing, just curious based <laughs> on the we facts that know. we're being presented. But then once again, yes, do not want to know. Do not like to think about Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane having sex more than absolutely necessary, which turns out to be <laughs> a lot more than I ever thought it would be, hey? Yeah, yeah surprisingly often yeah diane talks about how she always feels bad she feels like a large garbage barge i also didn't like this from mr peanut butter where he starts getting like shitty with her where he's like oh so i made you feel gross and it's like stop it like that's not what she said don't be shitty when someone tells you that they feel bad well and also maybe you did mr peanut butter what about it own up to the fact that you possibly made someone feel gross like yes she's an adult and she made decisions too no one's saying that she didn't Yep. But that decision is could make both of you feel. Honestly, Mr. Peanut Butter, it should make you feel gross because you cheated. Stop mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Nita like doesn't know how to handle it and she's like, well, maybe you should feel shitty and then they start having sex again. Yeah. So they do the fight then hook up and I wrote, oh, great. This is back. Because as <laughs> yeah. if we didn't spend long enough. Yeah, and if we, as if we didn't already discuss that we didn't like it a lot before. <laughs> like I just... And, like, I, I don't know. Maybe this is, like, a me thing. Maybe everybody just, like, gets into big fights and then uses it for passion purposes. But, like, if I'm mad at someone, the last thing I want to do is be near them. I know, yeah. Let alone yeah. have sex with them. Yeah, if someone was, like, yelling at me and, like, throwing my words back in my face and being shitty to me, I'd be like, yeah, no, this is the opposite of hot. Not into this. I I would be like the sahara desert down there right nothing's nothing's (laughs) happening (laughs) like i don't like i don't like being yelled at like honestly if someone was talking to me the way that they just had that car like i would cry like a hundred percent of the time if someone talks to me in a like if someone yells at me i will Mm -hmm. cry and then oftentimes i'm like oh my god am i that white woman weaponizing my tears it's like no i'm just don't like being yelled at (laughs) no i'm just being yelled at by someone who's being mean to me (laughs) oh my god it's yeah anyways it's fine so after they hook up we find out that mr peanut butter has broken every piece of furniture diane (laughs) owns which is just that futon in a tv stand how do they you know i don't want to know never mind forget i said any question (laughs) i did really like that he's like i broke every piece of furniture you own will 20 dollars cover it and she's like yeah (laughs) but like also diane's apartment simply too many boxes i know there are people who struggle with unpacking but also come on diane so many boxes i mean if i had to live in that apartment i would try to stay packed up too i'd be like oh maybe i'd be (laughs) able to leave at some point yeah at a moment's notice you could just bolt honestly i'm gonna start just packing up all my shit and my apartment's gonna be half boxes soon and then it's gonna be like maybe i'll be homeless when the boxes leave and maybe i won't but at least Mm. my things will be boxed up but Mr. Peanut Butter says that he is going to talk to Pickles and tell Pickles that he talked to Diane and they're getting back together. 
Yeah, that's very rough. And he, Diane's like, whoa, you definitely misunderstood. We are not getting back together. And then Mr. Peanut Butter's like, but I'm still in love with you. And Diane says that she's not in love with him. And he's like, wow, you are good at giving bad news. <laughs> that is not what I want to do. But the thing either. is, Mr. Peanut Butter's like, yeah, I'll tell Pickles we had a conversation and we're getting back together. But he <laughs> hadn't even tried to also have the conversation. He just thinks that by hooking up, it means we're back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Diane clearly feels the same way that he does, which she does not. And it's like, Mr. Peanut Butter, no. She's using yeah. you for your hot bod. She's always <laughs> been mostly interested in you because you keep it tight. Because you keep it tight. He always keeps it tight. And like they have been getting along better lately, but also like this fight and it's like very indicative of what your relationship used to be like. And like you have no information to suggest that she's in love with you and wants to get back together apart from the sex you just had. And like, I don't know, it seems like quite a big leap from Mr. Peanut Butter to be like, oh, yeah, we're definitely getting back together and she's in love with me. Well, it also just goes to show that there's been zero growth in their relationship at all. Mm -hmm. And it's just like how when Mr. Peanut Butter thought everything was fine, but everything was not fine. Yeah. Like it's literally the same problems. Yeah. And we observed that they are definitely better as friends. And I think, again, it's easy to be like, oh, everything's better. Like maybe we should give it another shot. But these two should not give it another shot. And everything wasn't better. They just hooked up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, it wasn't even better. Yeah. They were, like, talking nicely to each other when Diane was giving him advice about his girlfriends. But, like, that advice wasn't, like, and I'm still in love with you. It was like, wow, you sure do date young women. (laughs) Yeah, the advice was maybe you should date older women, which I guess I could see why Mr. Peanut Butter would extrapolate that to mean I should date (laughs) Diane again, I guess, because he's not the smartest. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. But it was not. That's not what was meant. Yeah. That was not Definitely the intent not. and it should not have been the impact. Yeah, agreed. But she says that she's not in love with him and they can never hook up again. Yeah. So he's bummed. Very. But yeah. she broke the news really well. She did. She really she's really good at bumming people out. We also get Princess Carolyn at Bojack's house, and they're sitting out by the pool, which I feel like it's rare that we actually see Bojack, like, sitting on a pool chair. Mm-hmm. That Agreed. Felt weird. Yeah. And she goes, so what do you think happened last night? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. We, like, shot some scenes, and she's like, okay, so Gina got hurt. And he's like, oh, my God, what? Is she okay? Because he doesn't even know that he did it. And also, it seems like he doesn't realize that he that they're not dating anymore. Well, he doesn't remember. Yeah. So he's like, because like he doesn't have that information. So he's like, oh, my God, my precious girlfriend, Gina, is hurt. I should be concerned. Yeah. Ugh. And then PC is like, yeah. And also, there's a lot of footage and it might get leaked. And some people might get the impression that you were trying to hurt Gina. And Bojack, like, he can't believe this. Like, he can't accept it. That this is something that he would have done. Yeah. And they kind of spin it of like, oh, like, don't worry, I set up an interview for you with Biscuits Braxby, and you're just going to convince everybody that you were just acting and everything's cool. Exactly. It looks bad, but we are actors and we put on a convincing performance. Yeah. This is also where Princess Carolyn says, once I get a baby, maybe my life will feel less (laughs) hectic. And then Bojack's like, yes, that's why new moms have so much free time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They always look so well rested. She's like, ah, save your jokes for the interview, but also don't tell any jokes at the interview. (laughs) (laughs) What do we think the situation is with Bojack and his drugs right now? Because, like, he's presumably on them right now. Yeah, he's on them. But doesn't Uh, seem to be, like, as far gone yet. Well. Because it's early in the day or something? Yeah, he hasn't had to leave his house yet. 
So yeah. he's probably taken like his baseline amount of drugs. Yeah. For the day. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know how it, taking drugs works. <laughs> so this is where he meets uh Biscuit Bixby. Mm-hmm. Braxby. Braxby. <laughs> Biscuit, whatever. Yeah. Same voice as Sextina Aquafina. <laughs> yes. Danielle Ga- Ga- Gaither? I yeah, don't know. sounds right. Yeah, so she has been Sextina Aquafina, is Biscuit's Braxby, is the junior executive in this episode, and also will be in a couple of episodes coming up hmm. as various roles. Right. Yeah, so we've already spoken about her in the past. Yeah. But update, I'm sure at the time we talked about how she was in three episodes of American Dad, and I was like, I've never seen that show. I've actually seen quite a bit of American Dad now. Why? Why have you been watching American Dad Not in purpose. 2022? I don't know. It's just like my boyfriend and his brother just always have like any show on as background. It's been Parks and Rec. It's been The Office. It's been Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's been Futurama. And like right now, they've just been watching a lot of episodes of American. Like not like actively (laughs) watching it, but it's on the TV. And like most of it is not very good, but every once in a while, there's actually a really funny joke. (laughs) But I I wouldn't recommend yeah, no. Yeah, would not recommend, but I have seen it, so. Good. Love having that in my <laughs> pop culture pocket. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, not good. B- Bojack also was like, am I crazy or was Biscuit hitting on me? And Princess Kylan's like, yeah, you have such a flirty relationship. When literally Biscuit walked out was like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to sit down. The blue is going to come on. I'm going to ask if you on video. You're going to act like you don't. I'm going to say, are you sure? And then you're going to say yes. And then we're going to do the interview. And then the red light's off. And then you're out before traffic. Yeah, don't forget to plug your show. This has been so illuminating. <laughs> yeah, like, does not make any sense. Like, they, they don't communicate at all. She just yeah. says a bunch of words at him. And he. I don't even think he absorbs them. Yeah, definitely not. You guys have a real flirty energy, just like Matt Lauer in those magazine cutouts he now interviews in his kitchen. I feel like that <laughs> joke is even worse in hindsight, right? W- worse in hindsight? Not like, like, don't we know more now than we did then about how bad Matt Lauer is? I don't know. I just thought it was in the context of like he's now never interviewing anyone. Yeah, in 2017 is when he was fired. Yeah. But in I don't know, there's an article in 20 from 2021 where they talk about him. Ugh. And then oh, yeah, we know he's worse because more allegations surfaced in 2019 in Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. Right. Yeah. I knew we knew more now than we did then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that book was really good. Hard to read. Very good. I haven't read it yet, but I really want to. Yeah, it's good. I somehow read it like early COVID, and I don't understand how I like had the bandwidth to be like, let me also read something depressing. I don't know. You didn't have to like go out of your house and experience depression daily. You just had to have it (laughs) in your house, you know? Yeah, just like um, internal depression. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have it in me like once a year I can read something really heavy. And in 2021, that was Say My Name by Chanel Miller. Oh, I have that on my Kindle and I haven't read it yet. It's amazing. I have not, I have not yet had the emotional ability, but yeah. 
It is amazing. Everybody says it's so good. But it is hard to read. And so it's been over a year since I read that. So I guess Mm -hmm. I probably could read Ronan Farrow. Yeah. Now I've started that book. Say my name. I started it on two separate occasions. And I was like, still not ready. But I will be. It is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. But it's worth it. I think it's just one of those things where like as a product of our society, survivors stories often don't get told. Mm-hmm. And hers is just such a vulnerable, naked look at our justice system and how it treats survivors. <laughs> yeah. It's really well done. She's amazing. Yeah. Good. I wish I was half as strong as her <laughs> as a person. <laughs> but yes. Okay. So before the interview, Bojack asks Princess Carolyn if he can see the video because he, how bad could it be? And then he says, cut to it being really bad. And then that's mm-hmm. exactly what happens. He sees the video and uh, it's like he deflates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good word. Very good word. Because it's like he's sitting next to Princess Carolyn and he goes, oh, wow, look at me go. This looks really, oh, because I'm actually. And then Princess Carolyn just goes, yeah. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. she. He's like, oh, shit. I literally tried to murder her. Yeah. Very bad. <sighs> we do get a brief respite from all of this because we see Diane and Stefani uh, together <laughs> at dinner, which we haven't seen Stefani in a while. Yeah, and very refreshing <laughs> moment from Stefani here. Yeah, she has. She asks Diane how things are going and then goes, ugh, stop, I don't actually care. I have news that's actually interesting. <laughs> yeah, I loved this where she's like, I was being polite and it's very rude of you to assume that I actually care. <laughs> I mean, but I feel like that is how, like, a lot of people actually live their lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and she says, Girl Crush is moving to video, and they want Diane to be the face of it. Mm-hmm. And she gives Diane, like, a bit of a pep talk here, where she's like, you are incapable of, like, meeting these impossible standards that you set for yourself, and the world is unforgiving, and the least we can do is forgive each other and ourselves. Yeah, she she talks about how Diane's standards are impossible and they're really useful for takedowns and hot take mm-hmm. articles, but are really bad for her personal life and relationships, which, yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's actually, like, a very nice thing to hear. She also says, you know, we all fail. We're all just people doing our best and we fail. Yeah. Because Diane goes, well, shouldn't we all hold ourselves to a higher standard? And I'm like, okay, calm down, lady. Yeah, just relax. Yeah, and like, there's also a funny moment where she's like, oh, I don't know if I can be a role model. And Stefani's like, no one called you a role model. Relax. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I can't, I, I can't be like, I can't, I can be the face of anything. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Shut up. I don't. Yeah. Get out of here, Diane. <laughs> I also just think it, the choice to make her the like face of a website seems very weird as she's always been so behind the scenes. Like, it is strange. Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and she's always been sort of framed as the one who's like still talking a lot about stuff that people care less about, where it's like she's doing all of the like political stuff and like talking about science and stuff. And I feel like that's not necessarily the face of the video stuff, but they did give her a podcast. So maybe this is just the next step. Yeah. Famously, everyone who has a podcast should be on video (laughs) too. Yeah. Especially us, because we're pretty unpopular. (laughs) We could be if we wanted to be on video, TBH. But Mm -hmm. actually, that would probably if we recorded video for our podcast, it would probably be like really good for getting more people to listen. But I just like 
That's our patron perk. <laughs> Watch the video. It's us with our blurred backgrounds wrapped in blankets. <laughs> I love it. Me just in a series of rotating knits. <laughs> Me in a blanket with a lot of laundry mm-hmm. behind me because I'd never move my laundry before I record this one. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else I move my laundry so no one can see it. I respect it. Not this. This is authentic Kirsten. Yeah, we, we are nothing if not honest with each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think so. Wait, are you implying that you're not always honest with me? <laughs> no, we're giving the unvarnished look. <laughs> not once have I put on makeup for this. You just didn't sound super <laughs> earnest. You didn't sound very earnest when you said we're always honest with our- <laughs> with each other. And so I was like, oh, my God, is Lindsay lying to me? <laughs> she hiding yeah, something? You know really I have never. an anxious attachment style. <laughs> uh, me too. Never tell Cam about this. <laughs> yeah, he knows too much already. <laughs> I haven't even met him. And he he knows too much. Vicious takedowns. <laughs> yeah, Cam does those vicious takedowns effortlessly. I pray to God he never writes me a letter. <laughs> okay, so we go back to the set of the interview, and Stuart comes in to talk to Princess Carolyn because there was an annoying girl at her office, and he just brought her to the to the interview because mm-hmm. you know he doesn't have Princess Carolyn's schedule memorized, and what's he gonna write it down with a quill? <laughs> Love that with what a quill, so good. Yeah, and he's like, I just like brought this annoying woman because she wanted to talk to you. So here it's she Tracy, is. the annoying adoption girl. And it's funny because, like, obviously they didn't change how she looks, but we haven't seen her next to Stuart this whole season. But, like, they're very obviously related. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's so good. Like, I love this so much because, like, you never put it together. And also they both are just, like, have that same, like, lethargic, unhelpful energy. (laughs) Yeah, they're both just really bad. But it's funny because they were raised completely separately. Mm-hmm. Nature versus nurture. Exactly. Because, yeah, Tracy <laughs> goes into how she never knew her twin brother and her father. They live separately. She has, like, a family crest that she wears around her neck. And then Stuart's like, it's not even interesting. Everyone has that. Look, and then he pulls out his crest. And they obviously are two halves of the same crest. But they're both <laughs> so stupid that they cannot put it together. <laughs> yeah, Tracy's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was a common thing that, like, just everyone has one of these medallions. And, like, it was, like, an actually good, like, vulnerable moment from Tracy where she's, like, listen, Princess Carolyn, like, if you can't make the time to go get this baby, like, you are not going to give a baby the attention that it deserves, so you need to make this a priority for yourself. Like, I wasn't prioritized by my parents, and I never knew my brother and my dad, and then, like, Stuart just completely ruins it. Well, and I also, I love they walk off together, and Tracy's like, I still think it's, like, wild that we both have this, (laughs) and Stuart's like, pfft. Mine's not even the same. Your like mine is right side and yours is left side. It's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> Two totally different things. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> oh, I really like it. I really, really like it. They're so. D- I wrote just LMAO. They are twins. They are so dumb. <laughs> I just wrote, makes sense that these two are twins. <laughs> yeah, heavy, heavy argument for nature over nurture here. Yeah, big time. Big yeah, time. Tracy tells Princess Carolyn that, like, not every woman is meant to be a mom and you should free yourself from those expectations and just go live your life. Which, like, that is true. However, if you want to be a mom, that's okay, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, but don't feel like you have to. Like, if you don't want to make this a priority, you certainly don't have to, Princess Carolyn. And I feel like that, like, locks everything into place for her of, like, oh, shit, no, I do want this. 
Which, like, she already had that realization a few episodes ago with stupid Ralph. And now it's, like, emphasized further. And she has another opportunity for a baby with someone who knows that it's going to a single mother. So, yeah, good progress. Hey, everyone. Just a quick heads up. This next segment talks about the interview scene between Bojack and Gina. We don't get too much into the details of the assault, but we do talk a bit about the event itself and about how survivors can be re-traumatized in discussions of the event. So if you want to skip that discussion, you can jump ahead to around 47 minutes and 30 seconds, and we'll play a little sound letting you know that that segment is over. But Bojack and Gina see each other for the interview, and Bojack says before it starts that he is going to come clean about everything. Yeah. And Gina is like, absolutely not. You can't. I don't want to just be known as the girl that got strangled by Bojack Horseman. Exactly. And super fair. Mm -hmm. She also says her career is finally starting to take off and she doesn't want the most notable thing, him to be the most notable thing that ever happened to her, which is, you know, again, bringing nuance to these kinds of situations where, you know, when someone has been assaulted, regardless of the type of assault, there are reasons Mm -hmm. why the woman maybe won't want to come forward. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Roxanne Gay has a quote about this exact thing about a sexual assault. And she says, I don't want I want to be known for more than just the worst thing that ever happened to me. And that quote resonated so much. And I thought it was very relevant here where Gina's just like, I don't want this to be the thing I'm asked about forever. Like, this is the only thing that is important mm-hmm. about me. And like, I think that is very true for so many people. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. it easier. No, but it makes it understandable. And yeah, like you're gonna have to talk about this every single time anyone talks to you. Like, do you really want to relive that every single time when you maybe it'd be easier to just try to forget? Exactly about it? right. Like, do you want to get re-traumatized, or mm-hmm. do you want to, you know, have your trauma, but maybe it's not so publicly out there? I don't know. It's like far be it from me to tell anyone what the right thing to do in basically any situation is. Yeah, especially this one. Like, I mean, people need to do what works for them, and like to me, it's absolutely understandable that this would be Gina's reaction like it's going to be incredibly public and you're just gonna have to deal with this for the rest of your life and extremely publicly if you don't just bury it and like very tough either way and and you know Gina says in a perfect world you'd be in jail right now but that's not gonna happen you'll never face accountability for this so I just want to move on with my life I'll be cordial to you at work but other than that I never want to think about you ever yeah and Bojack just looks very sad but has nothing to say to that because what are you gonna say well yeah and you know what bojack you should be sad because you you fucked up once again i think the wording that gina uses too where she says like you physically overpowered me is like very powerful language like that's exactly what happened and like i like she like and it went on for so long because flip Mm -hmm. let it go on like until mr peanut butter was like oh hey and Mr. Yeah. Peanut Butter didn't step in until well after he had said, oh, I think he's really strangling her. Like, yeah. the minute you have that thought, you step in. Yeah. 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 And like, I mean, I, that's the other thing that I think is easy to kind of forget about in this situation where it's like, Gina not only has to work with Bojack if she continues in this role, she also still has to keep working with Flip, who is preparing to like capitalize on her drama. Like, that sucks too. If she had literally died, he would have been happy to get the footage. Yeah. He's so mm-hmm. messed up. Yeah, that's terrible. Ugh. But they do the interview with Biscuits, and Gina does a much better job with, like, the PR interview than Bojack does, because Bojack is just shell-shocked and, like, really giving a perfunctory, like, performance. But Gina does a really good job being charming. You can tell she's definitely the better actor between the two of them. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, for sure. She's like, oh, my God, like, it's so embarrassing. It's so hilarious. We've just been laughing about it for the last two days. And it's like this on its own is probably like traumatic for Gina to be Mm -hmm. doing trying to make light of this situation. And it's like she's doing it so convincingly that it's hard to watch. It hurts my heart. She has to kiss him. Well, and he clearly is like, oh, should I do this? And she's like, mm-hmm. we're doing it because yeah. I don't want to ever talk about this again. Yeah. So really sad. Bad. Ugh, I hate it. But at least we're done with the interview portion of the episode now. Yeah, and Gina just storms off. And as she should. Ugh, I can't imagine being in that situation. It's just so horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. So we move to Henry Fondle's office where a woman goes into his office and Henry Fondle is making all sorts of sexual comments, but it doesn't really peak until he says insufficient power. And Mm -hmm. she takes that as him saying she does not have sufficient power to do her work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he says like sleep mode. And then she's like, are you saying you want to sleep with me? Like she, he literally said the first thing he said was, I must make love to you. And yeah. she's like, oh, you mean my big brain because I'm so good mm-hmm. at accounts. And yeah. it took Henry Fondle entering sleep mode for someone to actually be like, oh, what this CEO is saying is not okay. Well, yeah, he also goes, nice boobs. And she goes, yeah, those guys were nice, but they were total boobs. Yeah, it's so weird. But you know what? We needed some sort of dumb comedy in these last couple yes. of episodes. And if it comes from him, a stupid sex robot, I'll take it, honestly. So it. <laughs> yep. uh, it's, if it, it's, we'll do what we have to do. But that account, what did they call her officially? She was a junior executive. The junior executive goes to the press about this. And mm-hmm. then we see news reports that, you know, after one junior executive reported sexual harassment, there's now been an avalanche of accusations of harrowing accounts of what happens when the big hand meets the little hand. Mm-hmm. He's put on indefinite paid leave. So a pretty good arrangement for Henry Fondle. He doesn't have a bank account. Is Todd getting this money <laughs> at least? Oh, that would be good. I hope Todd's sure. at least getting the money. Yeah, I hope so. And this is the thing that it takes to get Filbert canceled. Yeah, because as a result of this, all of the streaming is getting shut down and basically the whole company folds. Most of the women get laid off. What did they say? They were like, uh, this is a great day for women in our company, many of whom will be laid off. Yeah, that's the direct quote. Not not the best. But on the way out of the building, Henry Fondle gets an offer for another job. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing, too, is in the news report, Todd is like, Henry Fondle is a sex robot and he should not be CEO of any <laughs> company. And they're like, oh, you mean like figuratively? He's like, no, literally, he's a sex robot. <laughs> there was also I had noted here, there was a line at the bottom on the like ticker thing on the news. It's like Black Panther kills at box office. Movie also a success. <laughs> I did not see that. Yikes. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, so the network is folded, the show is canceled, and Flip is like, no, 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 like, this is not the end. We just need to find our baby, another home. Maybe that website where people pay parking tickets. Mm-hmm. Then when he turns around, he sees that Princess Carolyn has taken this opportunity to get the hell out of there. Yeah, she's like, I want a baby, and I have an opportunity to go get a baby, so I'm going to North Carolina. And yeah, Speaking of giving our baby another home. Exactly. And Flip goes, oh, she's gone, unless I was Princess Carolyn the whole time, (laughs) and then puts on her lipstick very poorly, I might add, Mm -hmm. 
and says like poorly. what the fish or something along those lines yeah apparently this is a mr robot thing is that apparently because remy malik was mr robot also i sure i don't yeah. know i so don't this went over my head <laughs> i just thought it was like oh yeah but i th- isn't the thing in like mr robot where the person actually was like both yeah. thing i don't know i've never seen it so i can't i can't speak to it mine is purely based on the trivia section of the bojack horseman wiki <laughs> yeah i did not like it i did not yeah. care for it and i didn't like how poorly flip put on that lipstick it was offensive and it was a waste of lipstick such a waste yeah and also don't use people's lipstick certainly in a post-covid world we're not <laughs> sharing lipstick anymore certainly not I, like, even well before all of this, if my sister was like, can I borrow a lipstick, I would, like, sanitize it with rubbing alcohol first. And then, like, yeah. also when I got it back. Yeah, never, never a good thing. Not for me. Like, I'll share a bullet lipstick, but I'm going to sanitize it before and after. That seems smart. Because I don't, I don't know, people have stuff in their mouths and I don't want it to be on my mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I- but Henry Fondle gets a job offer for Fox slash Disney slash 700 other companies because they're all combined in, in BoJack land. Yeah. And Todd's like, wait, this guy like just got fired for sexual harassment allegations. And the guy's like, yeah, that just means he learned his lesson. So he's ready for a new start. Yeah, they've been watching his career very closely. What career? It's been like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought he has that, nothing before this. <laughs> I thought Todd was going to get offered the job. Yeah, me too, actually. But no, Henry Fondle does. And so the end of that is Todd takes Henry Fondle out to the wilderness to his thinking tree, tases <laughs> him so that he dies, and then he takes off his suit and he just has his hoodie underneath and he walks away. Yes, incredible. So I guess OG Todd kind of is back in a way. Yes, nice to see him back in the normal clothes. Where did he get that suit? Like, was it a tearaway <laughs> suit? How did he take it off so easily? It's a good call. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And also, it didn't look, like, bulky with his sweats underneath. You know what? He had a very high salary. He could afford nice things. I guess so. <laughs> high qu- high quality suits that don't show that you have a full hoodie and sweats underneath. Mm-hmm. Was it one piece? Like, was it a jumpsuit? I don't know. <laughs> Tearaway. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. So now we get our second Diane scene of, well, I guess third Diane scene of the episode, but second where someone goes to her house because Bojack goes to Diane's house. Mm-hmm. She's Which, like building her a new furniture. And she's building it very wrong. She's trying to put her futon together and one of the legs is on upside down. Yeah, she's doing a very bad job. <laughs> she's not, she is not cut out for that. And she, Bojack asks Diane, he says, the last time I saw you, you said you believed that I could still be a better person. Do you still believe that? And she says, yeah, she does believe that. Yeah, and this is super frustrating to me where Bojack's like, I need you to write a takedown about me, but leave Gina out of it and let everybody know that, like, I'm a bad guy. And it's like, do this yourself, Bojack. Like, own your own shit. Don't make Diane write this about you. I mean, but also I don't, he doesn't really have any indication that Diane wouldn't want to write a takedown of him after their last interaction also. So yeah. I like, I, I don't think that he should be expecting her to do it. And I think that it totally makes sense that she says no, but I can see mm-hmm. why in Bojack's warped brain, he thinks that this is the solution. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I like need to be held accountable. It's like show that you are able to own your mistakes and recognize that you did shitty things rather than being like, I need Diane to tell on me. Well, and what Diane says is like, you will not be held accountable. 
Nobody mm-hmm. is going to hold you accountable. It does not matter what I write, what takedown happens. You will not be held accountable because we've yeah. seen that that's what happens in Hollywood this season. Holly, sorry, Hollywood. That yeah. men who do bad things do not get held accountable. That's what we've seen all, all season long. And yeah. she says you need to take responsibility. Yeah. She also, when he says he's a bad guy, says we're all just guys and we do good stuff and we do bad stuff. And that's that's it. Yeah, all we can do is try to do less bad stuff and more good stuff, but you're never going to be good because you're not bad. So stop using that as an excuse. Which I do like that. I I like that she's like, no one's like bad. Yeah. Princess Carolyn gets to North Carolina and she gets her baby. Mm -hmm. She does not have a name for the baby yet. She says she's going to name it Untitled Princess (laughs) Carolyn Project. Yeah, and Sadie's like, wait, but not really, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little porcupine. (laughs) Yeah, a little cute porcupine. I love it. She's so cute. Also, dear God, birthing a porcupine. <laughs> I didn't want to think about that. I, well, I had I had not applied I had not applied a critical lens to that baby being a porcupine, <laughs> and then you made me. Yeah, well, and I that's had on to. you. I'm gonna have to write a takedown of you. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll take accountability. Yeah, if you could just take responsibility. Yeah, I figured you would have like wanted to talk about this because it's like two humans made a porcupine. No, her boyfriend was a porcupine. Was he? Yeah. Why did I think he was a person? <laughs> I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> what was his name again? Trip. Oh. No, that was the other guy. Uh, I'm going to go by Sadie and then I'm going to find him. Sadie's boyfriend. Uh, Strib. Strib. Yeah. He is a porcupine. He, he's a porcupine. <laughs> A clear, like, yep. clearly yeah. mm-hmm. a porcupine. A clear porcupine. Um, What's his shirt say? Proud. Proud to be strib. To be strib. Very much a porcupine. Yeah, not even <laughs> remotely a person. In the Bojack wiki, strib is a dark brown teenage male porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> Opening sentence. A mus- <laughs> with a muscular build. Mm-hmm. Yes, sorry. A yes. darker He keeps brown it tight as well. Snap. He's like, well, he's a teenager. It's a lot easier before you're yes. 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was That's born hilarious. in the year 2000. Oh. I don't like that. Infant. I don't like that one one bit. But yes, yeah, so uh, a human and a porcupine had a porcupine baby, which that I, makes I think way makes more a sense. lot more sense. <laughs> However, if they had been two humans, it would just mean that one of the grandparents was obviously a porcupine. Yeah. yeah. It, we would just sense. do a Punnett square. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this porcupine must be somewhere in one of their family trees, question mark. But no, it's just... It's uh, the, just yes, strip. it is in their family trees. It's all of Strib's family tree because he is a porcupine. <laughs> He's a porcupine. <laughs> and he always has been and he always will be. Diane is driving Bojack to rehab. Yeah. And Bojack asks if his cactus will be okay and also if this is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's like, uh, yes and also no. Yes and. Yeah. The other thing that's happening at the same time as this is uh, Mr. Peanut Butter takes pickles out to dinner, Elefante, clearly to break up with her. She panics when she hears he has to tell her something, which is like, I get that a lot of the times when someone's like, oh, we need to talk. It's not good news. Yeah. But also, I'm sorry, you need you need to grow up, pickles. You you Sometimes yeah. you have to have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I also thought it was a bit weird that he's like, I wanted to bring you somewhere where you felt comfortable. And it's like, really? She's gonna have to keep like working here. And this is the place where you dumped her. Like, I don't know. It seems I not gotta great. tell you, 
The place I feel most comfortable is certainly not my place of employment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your place of employment where you are going to be publicly broken up with. Yeah, I don't feel good. About, I don't like the public breakup. I don't think that's a thing mm-hmm. that people should do. Yeah, not into that. And like, yeah, and basically he hasn't even said what it is. He's just like, I need to talk to you. And she's like, oh, my God, why would you do this to me? And he's like, what? I haven't even told you yet. Yeah. And so he said, she says, you know, whatever it is, we will get through it together because there's nothing you could say ever that will make me stop loving you. Mm -hmm. And he panics and proposes to her. Weird call. (laughs) He's continuing all of his cycles, you know, and like to hear... And after he's just had the conversation with Diane where she says, I don't love you anymore and I don't want to get back together with you, I can see why he would really want to be with someone who says, I love you and nothing will ever change that. Yeah, there's literally nothing you can say that would make me stop loving you. And it's like, wow, that must be nice to hear. (laughs) Which also, though, is so exemplifies him dating young girls because when you're young, you'll be like, oh, nothing could ever make me not love you. And then you get older and you're like... Listen, I got a I'm list jaded. Of, I've got a list of deal breakers, and if you do any of these things, it's over forever, and I don't care how I feel about you. Yeah. So he must just be like pumped to hear this. He's like, oh my God, like she's gonna love me no matter what, after I just like heard from Diane that she's not into me, even it, though I think she should be. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I do think that that plays a heavy role in it. So back to the rehab thing. Bojack and Diane are smoking cigarettes together at rehab. They say, mm-hmm. he says, what if I get sober and I'm still the same awful person I've always been? And Diane's like, listen, I'm going to tell you, that's a definite possibility. Like, rehab isn't just going to cure everything. Yeah. Yeah, and you can either go to rehab and do it their way, or you can go home and do it your way, like you have been your whole life. Yeah, and try something new. Yeah. And Bojack asks why she's helping him. And Diane tells him the story about her old best friend, Abby, from middle school, who... Used to be her friend, but then when she had the opportunity to get in with the cool kids, she used everything she knew about Diane to basically bully her and ostracize her. But then the following summer, when all of her fancy friends were out at Martha's Vineyard for the summer, she needed Diane, and Diane was there for her. She said, I hated her, and I'll never forgive her, but she was my best friend, and she needed me. Mm -hmm. And now you're here, and I hate you, but you're my best friend, and you need me. Yeah, which also I have in my notes. What about Roxy? Is that her name? Oh, Roxy deserves so much better than Diane. I hope she broke free of the shackles of her friendship with Diane Nguyen. I hope so, too. I know it says, what about Roxy? Is that the name of the girl that she's mean to? So that's, uh, yeah. And so Bojack goes to go into rehab. Diane stands Mm -hmm. outside looking kind of sad and waves goodbye. Yeah. And then she drives off. Yeah. And as the sun comes out from behind a cloud, and she drives off, and it feels like a, a, a positive ending to the season. Yes. Hopeful. It feels mm-hmm. hopeful, which I feel like season four ended hopeful as well. And yeah. then look at what season five was. So True. Yeah. Episode 11 is always like a devastating, brutal one every season. And then episode 12 tends to be like a bit more optimistic, I guess. Yeah. I feel like this one's like actually – like season three ended, and he's like – driving yeah true forever. like I, f- I feel like the first ones did not end so optimistic i feel like season four and five have ended like the most optimistically but then season mm-hmm. five was like the darkest season yet so i'm like well i have no yeah. hope was the end of season three the spaghetti strainers yeah yeah right they give you the like uh slightly lighter one i guess so that you're not like i can't bear to come back to this show next season <laughs> it's not good 
Well, like it's yeah. incredibly good, but it doesn't feel good. <laughs> Does not feel good. But yeah. yes, that's the episode. Yeah. yeah. I have in my notes. I don't know if this is like the right time. And also maybe it's not uh, going to play out this way. But I was like, sobriety, not the recommended strategy for opioid addiction. So important, I think, because people don't know how to address addiction, I think, in the show, I hope in season six. I can't remember, but I hope it will address that in a helpful way where medication is actually highly recommended for opioid addiction rather than abstinence because it puts you at greater risk of overdose. Yeah, that is true. So anyway, we do have one piece of feedback, which is from Noah. And Noah says, Diane says, there's no such thing as bad guys and good guys. We're all just guys who do good stuff sometimes and bad stuff sometimes. And all we can do is try to do less bad stuff and more good stuff. She says, Diane is wrong. Some people find joy and satisfaction in hurting others and asserting dominance over them. And those kinds of people are disproportionately found in positions of power and authority. Hurt people hurt people, my ass. We can still like Bojack because he's mostly not malicious. And the show never deals with truly cruel people, which is a big hole in its moral universe. I think that's interesting. I mean, why do we need to have like the show's already hard enough? Why do we need? Why yeah, do we do need we someone need cruel? cruel? Yeah, I do think that there's something there of like, yeah, like that we're never dealing in sort of black and white. But I think that's what makes it good, right? Yeah. Also, I think Anna Spanakopita might be a cruel person. <laughs> also, Kirsten, a Canadian review. <gasps> What? <laughs> Five stars <laughs> from insert untaken name here. And okay. it says, hello, fellow Canadians. I've spent the last several weeks making my way through your podcast before I left a review. As a fellow Canadian woman, I love seeing a podcast like this, especially about one of my favorite shows. You're both hilarious. and I love your seemingly unrelated tangents. I found you guys just by searching for Bojack podcast and yours popped up. Listen to one episode and I was immediately hooked. For anyone wondering, it's definitely worth a listen. Keep up the amazing content. Actual horse girl out. <laughs> Oh my god. It's an, an actual horse girl. An actual horse girl and a podcast horse girl. Incredible. Whoa. Incredible. Who yes, would have thought? We love that. Thank you, anonymous listener. Thank you, anonymous <laughs> listener. We love you. We and honestly, another can another Canadian woman. Okay. Hello. <laughs> well, hello. Welcome. Did I tweet that we were doing this? No, but we've got some Twitter action. Good, good. First and foremost. Morgan said that they love that Be Nasty Day is on International Women's Day. You have carte blanche <laughs> to be nasty, but only to men. Love that. Iconic. Yep, love that. Mm -hmm. um, Chappelle was very excited to see that Ariel was on the pod. Said, I love hearing add that other Ariel on Bojack Horse pod. And I said, wow, you couldn't even tag us? Shaking my head. <laughs> and he sent me some annoyed faces and then a laughing face. And I also then... sent Ariel a screenshot of my message from Hazel in the morning, which said, I do love Ariel. <laughs> so. You know what? I haven't received anything from Hazel lately about her loving me, okay? And now I'm feeling mm. neglected. What, do you like Ariel better than me? Like, it's fine <laughs> if you do. Don't tell me if you do. But like, where's my validation, Hazel? What mm -hmm. the hell? Yeah, and Ariel's like, glad we avoided a Bojack Diane-style argument here. <laughs> Girl, woman emoji, X emoji, horse emoji. <laughs> Carolyn says that while they would love Paul F. Tompkins as the second nun, Sister Marguerite, is it possible she was voiced by the illustrious Stephanie Beatrice, who famously speaks Spanish? And, like, probably uh. yes, but she's uncredited, so in my mind it's Paul F. Tompkins. That is a great call. <laughs> yeah, and there was an announcement that you're doing another podcast with Shit 90 Shows taught, taught me. Breaking news. Mm -hmm. And then I told everyone to join me in wishing you a happy birthday. And we got happy birthdays from Morgan, Jules, Shawnee, Sarah, Tim, 
Peter. Yeah, a lot of people wishing you a happy birthday because it was your oh birthday yesterday, March 9th. That's right. Thank you, everyone. That's so nice. Yeah. So in your face. Yeah. Yeah. In your Good face, birthday. people love you. Like, what? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no. Good birthday. Nice. Did Another you year go- older. Did you do anything fun? How old are you now? What, 50? Yep. <laughs> my 40s are over. <laughs> Finally. I'm such <laughs> a brat. Me. I really think my 50s are going to be the best years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it i think that's all yeah, we got i think that's all we got i have been trash and not tweeting and we all and did not tell the fan base slash horse girl horse girls that we would be going on an accelerated schedule and you know what it's fine it's fine Just, people can send stuff in we'll talk about it whenever we'll talk about it when we get it and again like we would we would love you know just tweets saying hi emails introducing yourself we love that shit okay mm-hmm. so definitely tweet us at bojack horsepod or email us at bojack horsepod at gmail.com let us you know what let us know if the possibility of a patreon excites you and also what we mm-hmm. what you would need from us in order to make that a feasible decision well we're open to it yeah. We're always open let's to getting paid for our work. Like, let's talk about <laughs> it. And yes, if you want to hear more from Lindsay, she does have an upcoming podcast on Shit 90s Shows Tommy. Yeah, we'll it might be out by the time you're listening. Shrouded in mystery. <laughs> it could be out. I don't know. I don't know when you're recording it. So keep an eye out for that one. Also, go listen to one episode of Simpsons Lennon Out right now. Just go pick one. Just pick one and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Lindsay mm-hmm. will see. Last night was the Survivor premiere. Go listen to the Brand Steel we did with Mike Bloom. Very good. Yeah, see, perfect. Go listen to the, the Brand Steel with Mike Bloom. Mm-hmm. If you don't have four hours, listen to any other episode. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you want to hear more from me, you can catch me on Post Show Recaps talking about Bridgerton this Friday, like when this gets comes out will be the release of season two of Bridgerton. So that will be coming and will be super exciting. As well as Riverdale will actually be back. It turns out it got delayed two weeks and doesn't actually come back until the, the 20th. So mm-hmm. that's great for me. Bought me two weeks. Yeah, I, I say, loved it. Uh, that probably helps you out a lot. <laughs> but Mary and I will be covering that over on Kowski Cast. Uh, that's Cow with a K. And at this time, we will be in week two of Temptation Island, which I'll be covering with Maggie Morgan on the Hot Dummies on Islands feed over at Rob Has a Podcast. And of course there's BB Can Survivor. Like there's more there's more out there. So if you if you want content, it, it exists in probably too much abundance. Uh, you can also <laughs> follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. But that is a wrap on season five of Bojack Horseman. Next week we will be back to talk season six, episode one, a horse walks into rehab. See you then. Bye.